Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works in the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me today is not Ian, but Grace. <laughs> Hi, I'm the investigator girl uh, sleuthing out all of the Cosmere ships and relationship advice. <laughs> That's right. Also joining us is shipper extraordinaire uh, Alex. Hello. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm Feather Rider on the forums, or just Feather in a lot of places. So, Yep. Also joining us is Shannon. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Grey or Greywatch. Yeah. And lastly, another Canadian is Matt. Hey, everyone. I'm Comatose on the forums and Matt on Shardcast. <laughs> <laughs> Today, guys, we are going to play a game. We're going to play a game called Ship It or Rip It. And here's how it's going to go. We have a list of 112 Cosmere <laughs> characters. And this random number generator is going to generate who on this list is going to be shipped together. It's one judge and two of us are going to be on the four team and two of us are going to be on the against team. And the judge will determine... Which argument do they prefer? Are we going to ship them or are we going to rip it? That's what it's going to be. I'm going to start being the judge, so there. Uh, and our first <laughs> ship this is going to be Vin and oh boy. Blot. These are all randomly generated, not pre-planned. Random.org has this under control. Now, on screen, you're going to be able to see who's on the for team and who's on the against team. Uh, Audio listeners, you'll hear by context, but this, we're going to have Grace and Matt argue against and Alex and Shannon (laughs) for four. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Wow. They're about... They're about the same age ish. That's true. So, you know, that's where yeah. we're gonna start. Um, <laughs> do we get? Do we get to go first as the four team? Oh, uh, I mean, I, 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 think, I think you can present in whatever in whatever order you want. I feel like I almost just have to like start going, or I'll lose yeah. inspiration. You're, yeah, just, you, you you just gotta go. Beautiful <laughs> ship, <a> wonderful ship. <laughs> Everyone's new OTP. Uh, <laughs> Vinlot. Um, <laughs> they Vinlot. are, you know, I'm going to say they both share destructive tendencies That's together. True. That is true. Vin had the whole attack on Seth's Keep where she murdered like hundreds of people in five minutes. And Balot uh, tries really hard not to kill people and is doing better about killing other things. You know, like that's that's morality. That's a similar a similar 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 moral stance that they both sorry, my own light is distracting me. Um Yeah, I don't know what your camera's doing. That's fine. And that's that's the that's the basis of the relationship is same age, similar moral stance towards killing people. They can they can try to keep each other in check and like work through those issues together ta-da <laughs> Matt Grace counterpoint okay so you say that they have similar tendencies but you know Balad and Vin are both attracted to the sort of people who 
don't have those tendencies as a kind of counterbalance. So, you know, Vin has Ellen <laughs> and he is a very like moderating voice of reason. And Balat, the whole reason Shalon tried to set Balat up with Ailida is because uh, she, her like more calming, sweet nature would counterbalance his destructive killing tendencies. So if the two of them were like together, it would probably just like the destructive energies would just feed each other and it would like be really bad. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like Bonnie and Clyde, you know, like you can have a morally not great pair of people, but as long as they get along, that's most important to them. Also, they're both dog people. So <laughs> that that's the scope. most important thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. However, I would say I'm not sure they would get along even despite these uh violent tendencies i think they would enable each other like grace said and also mm-hmm. the different types of violence like i think vin as a person who grew up being like the little guy who like became more powerful would really resent uh ballots uh mistreatment of creatures that are smaller than him um and might see him <laughs> as a bully that she needs to put in his place. Like, I think Vin would kill Ballot, honestly. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he would enable her to be more violent, and he's the type of person she's violent against. So, yeah. and she'd enable him to be a worse person. So he gets worse. She has more reasons to kill him, less reasons not to kill him. She kills him. So... Mm-hmm. I actually think That's... I disagree with that because the reason Balad is like that is a reaction to his horrible, horrible upbringing. You know, it's sort of, it's not, it's not that he really loves to just hurt things. It's sort of like, this was, this was like a traumatic response to having, to being abused as a kid, which I think That's Vin true. would understand. They both you have know, very I think she'd kill his dad. Yeah. I, think, I think Vin would kill his dad more before he'd kill, before she'd kill Balad. Or she finds out Shalon did it and just like gives her a high five. Yeah, yeah. And this... they go on like sister-in-law shopping trips. <laughs> <laughs> this game is already hilarious. I love this so much. Now, none of you guys know this, uh, but when I play games like Cards Against Humanity and Apples to Apples, I enjoy the ridiculous combinations. <laughs> oh boy. So not only do you need to make a good argument, you also need to play the judge. And I gotta go with <laughs> Ship It, you know? Like, I, 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 yeah. I think <laughs> I, I think it's gotta be Ship It, uh, but I I, I I mean, Finn probably would kill the lot. But I, I mean, it, it's like 50-50 between Balat or Lin. Like, let's be real, right? Like 50-50, right? It was, it was the dog people see that. thing. That was the tipping point. Or yeah, 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 right, right. Yes, yes. All right. Now, Grace is going to judge. Okay. And your pair, Grace. Yes. Is going to be Ham and Terravage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Okay. <clears throat> oh so god, Alex, me, what are we doing? Yeah, we are. <laughs> man standing against. Oh man. So I feel like if we're gonna go this direction, we you just have to lean all the way into like bodyguard romance trope. Um, <laughs> like Pam has been recruited to the diagram and you know, maybe he's basically like replaced. What's the guy's name? Mral 
I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who is like the big beefy guy who's also the tester. You oh, know, him yeah, is very yeah, smart. Yeah. He could administer the tests. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it like it breaks his heart to see how sad Teravangian is on the compassionate days. And yeah, they just, you know, slowly fall for each other because Mral, or not Mral, sorry. Ham is one of the few people who actually, dang it, I've totally, I'm going to start like actually shipping Mral in there. Love a bodyguard romance. Totally works. It would I be feel that only works if you like have put them into that very specific situation. But like any other situation, these are not compatible people. Like whatsoever. <laughs> also, you have to arrange that to like that one little situation to make it work. Yes, ma'am. Teravangian, Vangian. Oh my gosh! Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Pronunciation part two. Hey. Um, uh, <laughs> is very uncompromising and basically wants it all his way or the highway. And I mean, Ham has multiple meaningful relationships. You know, he has his wife and then his boyfriend, Breeze. So <laughs> I, I just don't think there's space for all those special people. Look, we can't assume um, that people still have their canon uh, relationships here for this show. Come on. You can't, you can, just can't do it. Well, what I mean is Ham is obviously um, into open relationships and polyamory and Tara Bangian <laughs> would not accept that. So I, I just, I don't see it working out. I think, you know, Ham likes to um, connect with people on a mental level and spar verbally. And Tara Vangian can only do that half the time. Yeah, but <laughs> see, but see, I disagree, Matt, because on smart days, Ham and Tara Vangian will have their witty uh, intellectual discussion. Oh, do you think no. Ham will be into killing kids? You think that's no. what Ham will be into? No, well, okay. Like, <laughs> and on, his, on his smart days, he won't have the patience to have witty back and forth. Like, remember how Breeze would get annoyed at Ham? Like, Teravangian's annoyance when he's smart is, like, way higher. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it would but, be a narrow but, middle. <laughs> but on the nice days, then they'll get to be just best friends. Uh, because they're they're both kind and compassionate people, and then they have the the philosophy that they can talk about on the intelligent days. <laughs> I was gonna say, Ham loves debating philosophy, and what is a thornier moral philosophy problem than like whether or not you should follow the diagram and you're doing the right thing? Like everybody on Seventeenth Shard goes way back and forth on whether or not the diagramists have the right idea or whether it's really terrible. But and does Mr. T have that? Does he argue? Does he does he doubt himself? No, he just does it because he fully believes in the, Look, in the diagram. Ham he doesn't does, have patience. Maybe Ham just wants someone to take charge. That's fine. I think okay. he can get <laughs> caught, up, caught up in the puzzle. It's and fine. I think it's like really Ham's, interesting. Ham's really easygoing. Like, so Teravangian can be, you know, wear the pants in the relationship. I think that's fine. There's nothing no, wrong no, with that. Okay, here, here, here's the thing. <laughs> Ham is a beautiful, smart, amazing, just great soul who deserves the best in life. And Tara Vangian's story is not a love story. Look, he has, ends up do you dead realize how many... with Tara Vangian. He do you realize dead. how many granddaughters Tara Vangian has in grandchildren? Tara Vangian mm-hmm. could have not just been with 
one person, but many people. He he's a lover. And where are his where are his current partners now? Probably in the ditch somewhere. Look, they're old, okay? That's fine. And that that's that that's definitely why they're named characters that he thinks about all the time. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, no, no named. Brendan and kind of has a problem with moms in general. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You think it'd be better with dads? Do you think it'd be better with the partner of this person who is like clearly so intent on their mission and nothing else? Everything else can. Look, Ham had a mission. <laughs> but not to the extent that Taravangian did. Gotta save humanity. That's, that's, right. that's really what. Yeah, yes, Grace. So Grace has made her decision. <laughs> we probably should. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I think okay, judges so, can just, like, interrupt whatever. It's yeah. like, all right, all right so I'm, I'm first going to say, Alex, Eric, I'm disappointed neither of you <laughs> made the they're both family men arguments. Teravangian with his grandchildren and Tam with his family. So that's really? another commonality. Yeah. Sure. But, um, mm-hmm. I, I really did uh, like that first story, Alex, but I think uh, Matt made some good points. So I'm, I'm giving this to the against people. All right, I, that's fair. That's I, fair. I have to admit, uh, yeah, you guys did pretty well. It's <laughs> a pretty, it's a pretty hard one have, to go for. I have I such a hard so. time, honestly. I just go into instant ship it mode. Like, well, yeah, I, right. I had to like reverse. See, I'm like, oh yeah, Ham gets recruited, and then he's like, yeah. conflicted <laughs> over the moral prospect. Adrian <laughs> wins him over. Alex, like, vulnerability. If you like, had added something about like Teravangian's like family nature and how he like wants to protect mm. them but he has to do these hard things and like Ham sort of had to like leave his family to try and take down the Lord Ruler I might have given it to you mm. an AU where instead of Yasna soul casting the stone Ham just like flips <laughs> it with his pewter to save Karabangian's <laughs> granddaughter like, punch it yeah yeah. See, Alex, Flex. I'm glad that you're just on uh, my team on that round to carry me. This is very useful. Not anymore. No, we're not enemies. anymore. Now Matt's judging. <laughs> Matt's judging. Oh, we yep. got Sarek. Who are okay. we arguing for? All right, Matt. You have to judge to ship it or rip it with Sazed oh. and Zane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn it. I want to argue for this one. I don't remember Arrow 1. Eric, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I have to oh do Z. Oh, man. So, Sane Zed. Sane Zed is Zed. harmony. Zed Zed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> the hero of ages. Oh, man. Oh, and is oh, Eric for Zane? Yeah. Uh, apparently in this one, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. You have, this, you have to come up Rose with something Zane. positive. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell me what a great boyfriend Zane will be, Eric. <laughs> I'm, I'm so <laughs> Screw you guys. I hate random numbers. This sucks. All right, so, so in this in this uh, hypothetical, Zane survived until uh, Harmony, until Sazed picks up Harmony. So, like, Sazed can communicate with Zane in the same That's, way that yeah, Ruin okay, was. All right. And they're talking back and forth. And um, with that, like, uh, Sazed becomes a positive influence on Zane's life. And uh, tell me how there. I'm trying see, to <laughs> see, see. Really, Sazed was connected to both Ruin and Preservation, and Zane yes. was very connected to Ruin. Therefore, Zane is very connected to <laughs> Harmony. I right? love you. I love. I love this. And, and 
<laughs> and really, maybe Seiza just needs someone outgoing uh, as, as as what he he really needs. Like he he likes <laughs> Tendwill, but maybe what he needs. <laughs> is open up. He he needs some of that opposites attract, you know. Except they're not really they opposites because Zane is connected opposite. to Ruin still, right? So they, yeah, they certainly are not very compatible. I think they would have a lot of barriers, a lot of hurdles to overcome, and not just like external hurdles, like in, internal to the relationship hurdles, as in, I don't think they would like each other, but not even like in a sexy hate way. I think they would just like literally just try to kill each other in the not sexy Seizid fun way. wouldn't kill any, uh, he wouldn't kill a fly. See? Not I a mean, fun this rivalry. Is, this it is would just my, be like a... Yeah, my thing is, I think Seizid would pity Zane. And like Zane, she yeah. he'd just be sad for yeah. Zane yeah. and think exactly. like exactly this is Alex. Then they'll cuddle together. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, cuddling uh, doesn't come from think, pity. I don't think pity is a very good uh, foundation for a relationship. I think Look, it doesn't have it, to be a good relationship; it just has to be a shift. Zane, okay? <laughs> Zane is very specifically looking for someone to justify him. That's what he turns to Vin for. Is like. Tell me that the person that I am is okay. This sort of like destructive, really super damaged person. And I don't think Seizad could approve of that kind of person. But you know what Seizad's approval that he needs. You know what Seizad's religion is? It's all paths are valid. And Zayn's <laughs> path is a valid path. And Seizad <laughs> would affirm that to him. <laughs> this would probably you, you help know, if I remembered more so? of Zane's character. Which yeah. I definitely don't. You have a lot of anger towards it. someone you don't remember very, very well. All I remember is XX Sephiroth XX. And you know what? <laughs> One half of Seized's bedroom is pure black. <laughs> XX Sephiroth XX. No, I, I agree. Seized would find a religion for uh, Zane. Uh, it might end up being one of those Kelsier murder religions, but you know, there's, there's plenty of those. Say, say Zed will find uh, something. I, no, think, I, I think Zane could end up really uh, looking towards Sazed as the person in his life to give him purpose and give him a direction in the same way that Sazed kind of like gives directions to Marsh and, you know, the Kandra and Era too. Like he could give that same sort of direction to Zane. And that uh, Zane would feel more fulfilled <laughs> with that than he ever had following well, Straff because Zane, because uh, Seizid like genuinely wants what's best for his followers in a way that Zane has never experienced before. But I mean, that is just the basic God follower relationship. It's not a special romantic one that that that, that you a, could. I have a very good counterpoint to that. Sorry, go ahead, Shannon. <laughs> Okay, no, that was kind of it. I was, I'm very excited. Oh, okay. I'm so ready, Alex. <laughs> gotcha. Sorry. I am thinking if we're talking about like Harmony and Zane specifically, like say Zane is still connected, I think that would play out very similarly to how Harmony and Palm, you know, another very damaged servant of Ruin trying to serve Harmony and just it doesn't work and kind of almost oh, having. Turned out great. A psychotic turned out great. break. Turned out, 
and having to be killed. And, you know, Harmony you know, just feels horrible about that whole experience. You know, Zane's already out. halfway to Zane Palm. That's way. fine. Exactly. It would <laughs> no, go exactly poorly. It would fine. not turn out well at all. Matt, and it would us. just make Zayzed sad. Okay. Just a time bomb. Just a I'm going to I'm going to call it. Um this was a very close one. <laughs> was it though? Was it though? <laughs> because you know I love my home ba- boy Zane. Um, <laughs> just wanted to be happy. Um, however, um I think there was a little lack of preparation uh, for the specific <laughs> ship. We don't prepare side. any of these maps. <laughs> Screw you. I feel like there were some nuances of, of Zane's character that were just completely missed. Look, I, I read Well of Ascension once, like five years ago. It's been a really long time since I've and, read well. And and, and oh, the against just had a, a more uh, flowing platform, so I'm going to have to say <laughs> against. And... I'll leave it at that. Five, but I'm still, oh, I'm still rooting for Zane though. He's gonna <laughs> find out someday. I'm actually impressed <laughs> how coherent my arguments were. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was like, impressed with you too, Grace. Yeah, <laughs> I was honest, mostly talking about Eric. <laughs> oh yeah, no, my, my, mine are terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I have to be on this show to record it, not because I'm good at this game. <laughs> like that's 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 just a fact. All right, Shannon, you're judging, and Ooh. you know who you're gonna get. You get Shannon. Odium. Oh boy. And Emperor Ashravan from the Emperor's Soul. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. I have to argue against an Odium. Yeah, we have to argue against. Against an Odium ship? I love that. And I have to argue for this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you do. Sorry. It it broke up on me. What? Who's Odium and who? Ashravan from Emperor's (laughs) Soul. <laughs> I love this. Oh okay, uh, so great time oh, to mention. I totally don't remember anything about the Emperor's Soul. So I mean, I don't either. Do okay, so you know, Odium's whole thing is that he like gives passion to people. And Ashraven, one of the the major things in Emperor's Soul is that as emperor, he started as a young man with lots of passion to want to change things. But as he became emperor and he got stuck in all the politics and the bureaucracy. He very much lost that passion and just got sucked into doing what was expected of him. So when Odium and Ashravan get together, you know, Odium can give him back the passion to change things that he had as a young man and that he lost. And Odium can bring Ashravan back to the person, like, the better version of himself that he started out and wanted to be. And, you know, he wanted to change things and Odium could help him do that. Mm-hmm. This is really hard, Alex. I, uh, <laughs> I, I agree. This is... Excellent uh, groundwork, Grace. And then on top of that, I think they also, um, they both are really, um, their identities are so shaped by outward forces because Odium has had to come to terms with um, his shardic intent and wrestling with what it means in terms of his self-definition and how he defines himself <laughs> in light See of our episode on Odium versus passion. And, and <laughs> click the link. Um, <laughs> link Ashurban. Um, also has a complicated identity because his new identity is a fabrication. He's been remade by uh, Shai's soul stamping. And, you know, it's very meta for both of them. And I think they could just sit down and have some really deep 
deep talks. And, you know, maybe they start like a little bit. Um, I think they would also have a bit of that sexy, like evil good <laughs> yeah. um, thing because Ashurban is at his heart an idealist who's been corrupted by the system. And Odium is like a force of corruption. But I think uh, Ashurban's true heart and also like the optimism that Shai actually instilled back into him when she rewrote his 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 soul. Um, I think he could like redeem Odium and bring Odium <laughs> to <laughs> a place of like, greater acceptance. Okay, and okay. You know what? And it would be a great like December, <laughs> September romance. Really. Yeah. So. Wow. Thank um, you. So. I think you guys are missing something very important. That mm-hmm. Ashravan wanted to take responsibility for the Empire and the mm. Rose Empire. And you know, Odium just wants to take his pain away. Ashravan could never live with himself if he gave in to Odium, no matter but, how passionate that would be. But uh, what is what is a romantic partner if not someone to share your burdens with? <laughs> I just feel like because Ashravan isn't like a real person anymore. I mean, he's not the same person anymore. He's like this, like we said, this fake fabrication. And honestly, I don't think he has enough anger to be very interesting to Odium. Like Odium's going after like Dalinar, battle rage, slaughters tons and tons of people like Asheran is not that at all and we don't see that you know does he even remember that he's a fake person like is there any sort of like hard emotion that Odium can like latch on to like I just don't get that he's an angry hateful enough person to to be interesting to Odium even even a little bit you know, if Odium's going back to sell, he's just gonna like smile at the corpses of the shards that he murdered over there. When, he's not gonna care about this little king who's you know yeah. over when, in some. When Odium hard. goes back to sell, uh, he's gonna manipulate Wern, who's way easier to manipulate than yeah, Ashravan. Exactly. Easy peasy. Wern is and- way more odious. Yeah, than absolutely. Cute, sweet little Rose Empire. No, yeah, they're too in, nice. In, Wouldn't in, even flip his radar. In, in rebuttal, um, <laughs> this first is incredible. of all, rebutted by the judge. We don't know Wern no, at all. Right? Yeah. We don't know Wern at all. I don't think we can say Odium would like Wern better than anyone He was else. gonna send, he was gonna murder all of the Aurelish. Or the Se- secondly, secondly, um, <laughs> you have no proof, thank you. Yeah, uh, no, he literally <laughs> sent a letter to Raven to murder them. <laughs> there was no receipts. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, I think, I think so, we lost this round, Eric. <laughs> no, and then and then Odium also exists outside of time, so he would be able to get to know if y'all the bring the spiritual realm in here. <laughs> I swear to harmony, I'm done. He would, he would get to know the Ashravan of the past and the Ashravan of the present, and you know what? Maybe he's the one who reveals to Ashravan. Maybe Ashravan is struggling with his identity and who he is and why he feels different. And Odium is the one who reveals the truth to him. 
And I think Ashravan does have some passion and anger because he wanted to change the system and you got to be angry at the system in order to want to. Yeah, but he. Yeah, and after after, uh, his wife died, he gave the whole speech about like, you know, making sure that doesn't happen again and like finding out who did it. That's definitely the the passion Odium likes. Yeah, but he just couldn't. Yeah, but Odium says that, but he actually takes your passion away. That's the thing. He takes your passion. He doesn't. Uh, Ashravan would be like Moash. He just wouldn't have that passion anymore, and he could never live with himself if he gave uh, Odium that pain. Like, I just... If he wants to change the system, that's because he has... feels responsibility for his people. So I think Grace and Matt really had it. Um, I think the (laughs) clincher... The clincher was the point when uh, Matt suggested that Ashravan could be uh, Odium's redemption. I think that's a very <laughs> bold take. Uh, they're, they're, they took bold. me. They, they took me on a very strong, bold, like word journey, and def- I liked. I liked there's, it. A there's lot. so many oh, fan boy. fictions that can occur uh, on on this, and it's like. That was definitely something that I did not expect, and I did not know how to argue against. That's that was that you took you you took me on a journey, and I uh, yeah. We did very well there, Matt. Yeah, Odium's really the the Kylo Ren of the Cosmere <laughs> fandom. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> All right, Alex, okay. you are going to be Naku the Judge now. The Judge, I am your Skybreaker. All right, what's and my ship? Now you are going to have. Kenton. <laughs> and Shannon has a red white sand. That's that's fine. Uh Kenton okay. and are you guys ready? The okay. Stormfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I, By the I way, Spren are definitely on this, and Ashert Marn is here. I'll let okay. you know. I immediately have a thought, yes or no. So okay. y'all, y'all are it's in, quickly it's in getting some research in here <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Let's be honest. Kenton is a twerp, and the Stormfather <laughs> does not care about twerps. And the Stormfather would push that twerp off the edge <laughs> of Taldane into the ocean, and Kenton would never be seen again. Easy. And- and you know what Kenton's powers are based off of? They are based off of sand. And do you know what? The storm, the high storm blows his strong sand. winds. Even like giant rocks get blown. You think like these tiny little grains of sand are going to survive? No. Like the second the Stormfather and Kenton meet, they're just going to, the Stormfather's going to blow right past him without even a second glance. What is the mark of character? You keep your promises. And Kenton starts at the bottom saying, I'm going to be this. And by the end, he this. He does the thing. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps no, his promise. The very best. Like, no what? one. Yes, what no does the Stormfather care about? The Stormfather doesn't care about twerpiness or not twerpiness. He cares, he about, he cares about whether you keep your word. And that's the important thing. That's, that's the main thrust of how, you ha- how the Stormfather looks at people first of all do they keep their promises yeah but would the Stormfather get romantically involved with someone who just kept their promises the answer is i'm just this is this is how we start off we have to start off with (laughs) is he even the kind of person you you, positive versus negative we have to start we there isn't there is a positive starting place 
Yeah. I think, you know, Kenton is someone, he has father issues. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, has a lot of antagonism with his father. Mm -hmm. Um, And so maybe, like, maybe this is, like, more of a, like, far future element where, like, Kenton is becoming a parent on his own, single dad, let's say. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? He's With just like, storm I'm so, father. no, not, he, he's like, I'm so in doubt because I just, I don't have a good relationship with my father. And then you know what? The storm father just comes in and is like, <laughs> let me show you how to be a good parent. And then, you know, something just blooms as they care for that little, like dark skinned, blonde haired Kenton baby. And they fall in love and start but, a family. No, I think, I think the storm father would remind Kenton too much of his own father in the negative ways though, because you know, Kenton's father, their antagonistic relationship came about because Kenton's father didn't, or Lord Praxton didn't think Kenton was good enough or powerful enough to, you know, follow his dreams and make it to the top. And so he tried to like shelter him by keeping him at the like lowest possible Sandmaster rung. And the Stormfather, his relationship with Syl is kind of similar because, you know, he was so worried about her bond with Kaladin that he always tried to protect her and prevent her from like achieving her own dreams. And I think Kenton would see that side of the Stormfather and his side of parenting. And I think Kenton would really like relate more to Syl in that situation and resent the storm father in the same way he resents his own father and that would cause too much conflict for them to ever like be in a relationship but as they grow like in friendship together like when you're relating to someone that's when you start to be able to change them you know we've seen the storm father be able to to change and grow and release like those strict boundaries and who can do that like but like someone like kenton who <laughs> refused to give up like literally that's, that's what he did Kenton like was like to the point where it seemed stupid to everyone else around him. He like he refused to give up on what he said he was going to do. And that's really admirable. And I really think that would get through to someone like the Stormfather, where it's sort of like, here, here's a positive force. This is like, you know, something that the Stormfather himself would have to admire. And then see that aimed at at, you know, at another goal, which the Stormfather is like, okay, like let's 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 change my mind. We've seen that happen. We know what's possible. And I think Kenny could do it. And I, I would also like to offer a point on the uh, the sand and storm um, element. Um, you know what? If Zutara has taught me anything, opposite <laughs> element ships are bonus fantastic. points for mentioning Zutara. Yeah, so, <laughs> Matt knows what know, he's doing. <laughs> like you, you know, well you got that earth and air. Opposites attract. It's very cool thematically. So yeah, but the Stormfather would just render Kenton powerless, and he would feel impotent, and it would just remind him of how impotent he feels against his dad, Lord Praxton. Okay, here's I'm the like thing. Thinking of like four arguments <laughs> as you guys are talking, and I'm like, no, I have to argue again. <laughs> I think I've made my decision, and okay. I'm gonna and- refute what Eric just said. Okay. <laughs> ever known Kenton to feel powerless in any situation because here's what I feel like is going to happen is I'm definitely for this ship this is a great ship I was like absolutely what a fantastic ship but none of y'all argued perfectly for it because uh-huh. what happened 
is the Stormfather would be all high and mighty and grumpy about having to interact with stupid, foolish mortals. And Kenton would be like, I don't care. I'm awesome. And I'm going to do it anyway. And the Stormfather would be like, that's so annoying. Yes, exactly. Kind of hot. Dang it. <laughs> and that's, that's how that would happen. You know, it's one of those like... You annoy that's me what I was so trying much, to get at is sort of like that's but the, also you're fascinating and that was uh, the arguments I thought of for four that I was so excited to get into was how like Kenton wants to like keep the Sandmasters together because they were going to be disbanded and the Stormfather gets like Unite all excited them. about yeah. it and I was so excited <laughs> uh, I had to argue against and then also, also like, leave we found our new OTP guys yeah. <laughs> like, we're learning so many need things. to stay hydrated because they get the water <laughs> and it's like a storm <laughs> oh, it's such a perfect ship and I had to argue against it if oh. only I had read White Sand before this <laughs> That's true. Also, Sandstorm is just the perfect name for a ship. And also, <laughs> y'all talked about Kenton's daddy issues, and I think you could have a storm daddy kink. You know, you never... Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Sometimes issues leads to interest, not lack of interest. Anyway, that's... definitely four. Good oh, yeah. job. Great. Great ship. Thank goodness I get to judge because I am terrible at voting. <laughs> it was really hard to judge, actually, because I was like, I love this ship instantly. I It's going to take a lot to get me off it. And I'm thinking of all my own arguments for it. I know. It, it's tricky. I mean, like, half the people arguing against it were just, like, thinking of four arguments they wanted to say. So Honestly. It's a great ship. So good. <laughs> all right, guys. You have to... Go with Syl and Marasi. Oh, oh so glad we're Oh, four. good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. It, that is a great ship. Yes, man. I, I feel like I already have so many opinions. Just, uh, just hearing <laughs> right? about that combination. Just hearing the name. And I'm like, oh, man. They would, I think they would click super well. Like, oh, they're yeah. both young women who, like, want to go, like, charge into the world and take it by storm. And just like, oh, my God, it would be, they would be unstoppable together. Just, and they would, I can't see them not liking each other. Just, oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I think one of the things is, Marasi has this, like, she likes to think she's very orderly and, you know, no nonsense and uh, keeps keeps everything. You know, she's a stats person. She likes numbers and figuring <laughs> stuff out. Marassi but deep down, Marasi loves chaos. And that's why she likes getting dragged on crazy adventures with Wax and Wayne. Because deep down, she wants there to be some mayhem so that she can be like, oh my goodness. I can't believe this is happening, but also I'm having a ton of fun. And I think Syl is all about mischief and chaos. And Marasi would kind of like pretend she wasn't having as much fun as she was, but she would be having tons of fun. And they'd get along great. Yeah. Like a house on fire. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I feel like Syl could be sort of like Wayne, but less annoying and more just like <laughs> oh, make her laugh. Definitely. Like Syl is, like, is definitely like way more positive than than Wayne is, you know. Like just Wayne without the misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what else? Marasi is a policewoman and you know, Syl doesn't care about law. She cares about doing what's right. So I think, you know, 
Marasi, I think Marasi is just too too caught up in like the laws and the letter of the law for them to get along. I think they would have an argument and I think their uh, like views on morality and life would just be too different and they couldn't reconcile that. You know, they might seem like they get along at first, but I don't think like long term their uh, senses of morality would line up well enough for a relationship. Yeah, I, I think uh, I could see like a friendship angle, but I, I'm not really seeing the uh, the chemistry on this one because I think Syl, uh, Syl thrives when, like she's someone who I think would thrive in that like antagonistic relationship to start because she really, she's a reformer and she's also a, uh, a force of like, um, uh, mm. Like she likes that opposition and that conflict. And I think Marasi does too. And so I think they would just get along and there'd be no fizzle. There'd be no fire chemistry. And so they'd be like good friends and they could talk about their respective partners. But no, I, I, I really think they have think... exactly the kind of personalities that would keep pushing each other forward. You know, like they both like Marasi, like she's not like a stickler for no reason, but she she has ideals. She wants to change things for the better. And this is a very like powerful or, you know, both of them have this. And I feel like they would have that like the exact like kind of like create momentum like between themselves of like not not pushing each other over the edge in a bad way, because I think they both they both are ultimately very like moral, righteous women. But, you know, like that they would. They would they would always be pushing towards something better and good, and then you know like the, they both have like that energy and fire in them. I love it. They would just I I think they that they, they it would just actually feed it more. What's more attractive than someone like you like you just have like that you know you have the same moral values and and passion for the same thing. I want to put forth an AU in which Syl is a human on in like Ellendale and uh, joins Rifle Club because can you imagine Syl with a rifle? She'd have a blast. <laughs> Just give Syl a gun. <laughs> and she, you know, she could like be a coin shot. Hi, Dalish. <laughs> and they could just be like Rifle Club buddies together. Also, they would wear the cutest outfits and borrow each other's clothes all the time and always be adorable and they'd be the best couple. But, the end, you know, case closed. You know, I think... They're, you know, they're both these young women and they're both, you know, don't necessarily have the most experience in the real world. And they're both kind of naive about how the world works. And I think that they would just get crushed by the realities of life because neither yeah. one of them have that like life experience that I think, you know, and really both of them, you you have like, you know, Syl is bonded with Kaladin and he's seen a lot and that dynamic works really well. And, you know, Marasi is always paired with like, you know, at, at first she likes wax and he also has a lot of life experience. And I think just together, they just um, are, are too, too young and too naive and they, they don't know what they want truly yet in life. And I think, I think Marassi is more uh, focused on um, kind of like, I think she finds older people like interesting and intriguing. And I think honestly, she'd probably get a little bored with Syl because it's kind of the same thing over and over again. Like, haha, look at me, I'm mischievous. And <laughs> I like, I think there is that element too of um, the young romance that maybe flames out quick and then doesn't go anywhere because they grow apart, right? Who are they going to be in the future? I think pretty different people. So even if they might intersect for a while, um, I, I don't think they have staying power. 
everyone becomes someone different when they grow up. Couples have to choose to keep liking the person even, even as the changes happen. And I don't think they would. So that's like, I don't think they would. How? This alternate you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Marasi as an ink sprint and they both meet while bonded to their respective knights radiant and are like making faces at each other across Erythru. And it's good. Anyway, continue. I, like Make your I must say the against argument was very well argued. <laughs> However, Syl and Marasi are adorable so together. Cute. It's like, so come, cute. come on, cute it got it, got cute it. Girlfriends. But you guys really argued it really well. I really would. Uh, that was, I, I was pretty good. Well done. Yeah, that I, was, I shipped that so hard. It was. I know. I think Matt and I were both like, "This is painful, but we this have to so argue painful. against." I know. I know. It's so difficult to argue against. Because right, oh, they're two faves, right? They're two favorite characters. I know. I know. Yeah. Exactly. And so beloved. Yeah. Like, and they would be completely adorable together. Let's be real. Yeah. But so cute. Good on you. Now, Grace, you're <laughs> gonna judge. And I, I saw a little ahead on this one, and I'm so excited to tell you that the next one is Steris okay. and oh. Toral Sadius. Uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> no! How could you do this to me? I have to argue for this ship. How yeah, we do. I have to argue for this ship. <laughs> Hey Matt, what's up? We get to take the moral stance here. <laughs> what's up, Matt? Hey guys, this is gonna be a terrible ship because Sadius is a bag of garbage, and Steris does not deserve this. She deserves the world, and this would be bad on every conceivable level. The only way it's good is like if Sadius gets his own way and his own satisfaction, and we hate that. So it's bad. Let, bad okay, let's be real. Think how organized Steris could make all of House Sadius. More like, efficient evil, you mean? Yeah, y- evil's a point of view, Shannon. Like <laughs> Morality is not an axis yeah. we concern ourselves with. Like, I love Steris, how this is the- <laughs> Steris loves order. It, and you know... Who else loved order? The Lord Ruler, and he wasn't good. But let's get back to Sadius. Uh, so, like, order doesn't have to be good. And you saw how chaotic Sadius's war camp and organization was. Think how organized that would make his armies. And I think Sadius could grow to respect that level of organization instead. <laughs> Yeah, so like that just shows that Sadius and Steris do not have the same values whatsoever. And in fact, like if if they were gonna have similar ideals that they could like start to build towards and that they could learn to respect each other, it does not start with putting Steris in a really stressful situation where she has to like convince them to care about like organizational standards. You know, because um, that just doesn't happen. That's a huge stressor. And relationships, like if you're if you're built on like fighting for, like that all the time, this isn't even the fun, sexy fighting. This is just like the like that you're arguing with your partner about like the the chores that have to be done. This is not sexy. Fi- this is not a good relationship builder. So here's my thought. First of all, 
It's going to be a bad guy ship. It's going to be a villain ship. Yeah. So Steris is a bad guy. She can. Because here's the thing. Steris was ready for political marriage and going right into the contract. And she was going to be, you know, like we said, very efficient, very organized. And I think maybe she might end up uh, pulling Sadeus back a little bit from all of his nonsense. You know, maybe we get a little bit of like Sadeus redemption as Steris becomes like the queen of the Sadeus princedom, evil queen, highly efficient. You know what? If Steris was uh, Lady Sadeus at the time, uh, none of the colons would have survived the tower. They totally would have been dead. That plan would have worked absolutely perfectly. There would be all the contingencies... And yep. they would be so much more organized and more effective, and they would be evil supervillains, and it would be great. I feel like be that's depending on that's like depending for. on though, like that Steris is good at it, and therefore she likes it and enjoys. It. But this is like not taken into account that she like still has like thoughts and opinions and values and morals, you know, and like what she what she's what she's interested in like romantically and personably like not just as like a work partner but like as a life partner is not someone like Sadius who's ah can I say ass can I say ass on this yeah, show yeah, yeah you can say ass that's fine <laughs> yeah Sadius who's an ass she doesn't she's not necessarily into that just because she's she'd be good at like helping him be better at his evil garbage um, and I'll also say so a um when we're first introduced to Steris, what her values that she puts forward is that, you know, you sign a contract, you're up front from the beginning, and then you hold to your word. And like, that is so not Sadeus. He is uh, conniving, backstabbing. He's not, um, he's not transparent. He doesn't say what he means. Um, and also, like, Steris, although she's very rigid and very, um, like rules focused, she also secretly loves adventure and getting the blood pumping a little bit, right? You know, mm-hmm. she likes being taken along the magic carpet ride by her, um, you know, husband. Alamancer husband, yeah. right? So if if mm-hmm. Sadius is someone who likes to sit on the back line with like a shard bow, he's not gonna he's not gonna like respect her rigidity or need for structure when she needs it. And he's also not going to get her blood pumping uh, and like kind of challenge her. He's going to enable the rigidity and rules in the worst way so he can use it. And Darius also isn't going to make Sadeus a better person. She's just going to make him a uh, more efficient, bad person. Sadeus causes lots of blood to be pumping. That is just a fact. Many people are dead. (laughs) That's just a fact. And you know what, Matt? I'll just say that Sadius is only uh, in the back lines using a bow before he gets a blade. When he gets a blade, he can bring Steris with. Uh, he doesn't. On, uh, Does he, he ever use his? Blade? Does he ever? Does he ever lead the charge? We see he ever- it off screen because we're not involved with the Sadius's armies in Words of Radiance. Oh, okay? really? Hmm. Uh, and. Hmm. You know, if Steris was there, she could be like riding on the back of Sadius and his Rashadium. No, Sadius doesn't have a Rashadium. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> and... I'm just very into the whole idea of Evil Queen Steris. Yeah, yeah Evil Queen Steris sounds incredible. The camps. 
But I'm Steris just saying, be, like, that does not come to here. Evolving. Okay. Steris okay. would feel the thrill. <laughs> she loves was, the thrill. That was, that was me going, I'm going to judge it, Eric. That was not an invitation for okay. you. Okay. Sorry, that's it. That's it. So I love the idea of uh, evil Queen Steris, but I think Matt's contract argument swayed me to the against. I really yeah. liked the whole... You like she's up front and Sadius likes to like backstab and go against his word. So this goes to the against. That was that was a tough one. It's tough. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'll fun. be honest. I, I shipped it at the beginning. <laughs> I, I was I was evil Queen Steris. I was feeling that. Like, I, I, I was I, feeling no. it, too. but I got there. I was like, no, yeah. I don't think I don't think that's her whatsoever. No. Like I, I I'm not <laughs> I'm not opposed to the idea of evil Queen, but not evil Queen Steris. It's in, like. In Alternate well, universe. that's the thing where my next one of my other points, I was like, Steris can be the evil queen, but she doesn't need Sadius to do it. So like that's kind of my thought was like, yeah. she gets stuck in this political marriage and he's awful. And she's like, you know what? I'm smarter than he is. I'm just going to take over. And then she does. And it's wonderful. And Sadie's like, dang, that's really hot, actually. <laughs> no, she'd kill him. Kill him. Is, you you can't leave someone who can take over again. Yeah, this is something I didn't remember, <laughs> but doesn't Sadeus also make fun of Renarin at one point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he yeah, has total true. contempt. Yeah, totally. right. do, you want the, do you want the direct quotes? Because I know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> total no, that's contempt. That's fine. Let's go to the next one. And I'm judging. Grace, I think. We're gonna have an easy time arguing for. Oh no! Matt oh no! Because, look, oh no, Shannon! It's Kelsier and Uh-oh. Ruin. <laughs> <You're lying. laughs> no, I want to. I want to argue for it. I love right off the bat. Kelsier's a bad person. Doesn't deserve love. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> oh my god! I'm thinking some actual argument. Okay, I'll, you may I'll notice save my... the judge putting a heart around his Kelsier. Like, do do do, do I even need to say anything? It's so obvious <laughs> that how how great they would be connected. They are I will connected. Say, I love Kelsier, but I also have very high standards for his potential romantic match. So, what, Matt? It could see, go either way. You know. You know uh ruin would be very loyal to kelsier because you know ruin and uh preservation spent thousands of years together on a planet so i think uh, ruin has shown that he can commit to a long-term relationship building a life with a single person so i think he could make that commitment to kelsier as well <laughs> ruin has a love of hemallergy as well and so does Kelsier. They have common interests in destruction, <laughs> killing nobles, and hemallergy. These are all things very near and dear to uh, Ruin's heart and very near and dear to Kelsier's heart. Because oh. he wouldn't currently have a heart without hemallergy. So okay. really, uh, he needs that. And, and Kelsier needs Ruin. Kelsier... No, don't do that. Don't do that. You're my teammate, but no. (laughs) Kelsier um, is a showboater and he needs all the attention to himself. You think he's really going to share that with someone like Ruin, who is super powerful and super show-stopping, who also loves his little tricks. You know, like, it's. I think they would get in each other's way too much. Yeah, but what if Kelsier was Ruin's champion? And oh. then 
<laughs> that's that's a bleep. Yeah. Uh, and like Ruin and Kelsier could just have that sort of deep capital C connection that uh, really any relationship truly needs. So Kelsier needs Ruin. And Ruin needs Kelsier because Ruin went before he was freed. He needed Kelsier to do what he did to get free. So Ruin also needs Kelsier. And and you know what else? So if we're talking, even if, and also going to like more the Vessel 80s personality, you know, 80 was very, you know, Ruin needs a strong commanding force in his life because Ruin can and will like overtake and overpower anyone who doesn't have that strong commanding force. And Kelsier is that very like leader. He is uncompromising when he decides on something. He goes for it no matter what. I think, you know, he could uh, take Ruin and take control of Ruin in a way that other people like don't have the will for. And I think Ruin would greatly appreciate and like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Here's my counter argument. <laughs> Ruin isn't very fun. And Kelsier is all about fun. Because I don't know if you guys remember like when Ruin talks to people, he's like, I'm the shopkeeper who's tidying up the end of the world. And it's so nice and it's gentle. And Kelsier would be extremely bored by Ruin. Just, you know, he wants to set the blocks up and just knock them over. And then he's done and the world is over. And Kelsier doesn't want the world to just be over. He wants there to keep being chaos and mayhem. And yeah, they can go to other planets and destroy them too. Also, <laughs> Kelsier is very good friends with preservation. And I don't think he would be want to be with someone who messed up his crew member like that. He and Fuzz had a great connection and they were good friends. And I don't think Kelsier would, you know, look past that to start a relationship with Ruin, you know? Look, Kelsier likes power. It's just what it is. And, you know, you say that Ruin, the way he talks, is very boring. I think that's just another argument for it because they complement each other so well in that way. Kelsier is so incredibly charismatic. He could be, you know, sort of the face and the voice of their operations, doing a lot of the the talking. Yeah, it's. I don't, I don't think. I think okay. So in this in this hypothetical, so Ruin chooses Kelsier <laughs> as his champion, but then you know Kelsier isn't just one to just bend to another creature's will. So he kind of fights back, and Ruin, you know, Ruin, you know, he, Ruin has fought with like preservation for so long. And so Ruin finds that sort of resistance a little bit kind of attractive. And, you know, that relationship builds and Kelsier takes more and more control over the operation and starts directing things himself. Because, you know, that's what he does when he gets in a new situation. Right. He takes control. And, you know, eventually the two of them would get to a place where they're in a really good working relation, uh, in a good relationship where Ruin really likes Kelsier and Kelsier is very um is sort of taking charge of this relationship but they're still like working together towards this common goal 
And, you know, Kelsier is the face and the voice as the champion, but Ruin is like feeding him a lot of the power and they just work really well together. Ruin is not boring. He is the waves who crash the destruction incarnate. He is not. I just think Kelsier would never get overseen him as an opponent to be defeated. Like in terms of like, Kelsier loves power, but he loves having power. He doesn't like, being partnered with other people who have power. He doesn't serve power. He doesn't be friends with power. He takes the power for himself because he wants to be the best one in the room. He's playing the long game for when Ati dies and then he'll take up that power. I don't think, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's, I think he's always going to be against Ruin, not, not, with him hemology. I think, I think it would start with that, but that's where a lot of the like tension comes from at first. And after getting to know each other and realizing how similar they are, they can work together. I think that's what normal people do, but I don't think that's what Kelsier would do. (laughs) See, you know, there would be a lot of tension at first, but you know, what destroys that tension is a nice shardic massage of destruction <laughs> that would ease that tension right away. Easy, Alex. What was your Here's my last thing? That's Ruin like, what is the hell all are you talking about. <laughs> Ruin is all about finality. He wants things to end, and he wants things to be done with. And Kelsier never wants anything to be final and never wants anything to stop. Kelsier died and said, no, actually, that doesn't work for me and figured out a way to just undie. And that frustrates me deeply about him. But I think, you know, Ruin wants to put everything to bed, everything in its place. Okay, we did this and now it's over and we can move on. And now the next thing is over. Kelsier's not like that at all. He wants to keep the party going. He's never satisfied with someone telling him we're done with this. See, but, you know, Ruin likes to create things so that later he can, like, destroy them again. And, you know, death is destruction. And the more times you come back to life, the more you can destroy it over and over again. So I think that Ruin would would like that. I just think they're two very incompatible. I'm gonna gonna call it. Yeah, what Um, you got? So, I... I went on a very I went on a journey in this <laughs> this was a journey very, very back and forth um, mm-hmm. I, I love Ati Ruin and I love Kelsier a lot um, but I think uh, Shannon and Alex convinced wow. me they would not be good yes. together Kelsier wow. um, and Ruin not even shipped. though I, I dig it but I think Dang. right now I need to rip it. So rip. Wow. Rest yes. in peace. Oh, we did it. Another high five. We're a good team. Okay. <laughs> All right, Shannon. <laughs> you, Eric and Grace, you did very well, though. Oh, okay. I, was, I, I, I was feel enjoying. like that was such a slam dunk that uh, yeah. I feel feel bad for not, no, <laughs> not winning yeah, we, that. Me dancing around the, uh, the uh, relationship, the uh, power dynamics of that. Yeah, no, it was all. I think what the the point about Kelsier always wanting to be like the best was a yeah. big flipping point for me doesn't share spotlight well yeah it doesn't share spotlight and and you know I thought about this in my own head like when they first meet face to face 
he punches him in the face. <laughs> That's not like a great way. To, to me, I like that, but also really? I ha- <laughs> I couldn't I I couldn't use that because I like that personally. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I can't I can't use the good argument. <laughs> yeah. That that's just me though. That's my taste. I like yeah. some rival ships when there's a little bit of punching. All right, <laughs> Shannon. Fun. You okay. are going to judge Nightblood. <laughs> oh boy. Solid. And <laughs> Yelignar. <laughs> of Blightwood. <laughs> Oh no! Can someone just give a quick? Which one is Yelignar? Like Yelignar is the one that yeah yeah, grants all all ten surges. Consumed Acedon and gave uh, Amram lots of magical powers and weird crystal things. Okay, Okay. he's also sometimes called the Blightwind. I think this might go into some romantics, so I'm just gonna sit back with my water. No romantics on my shipping podcast. <laughs> don't don't worry, Alex. We 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 got this under control. We're, okay. We got this under control. Like, can Yelignar even feel feelings? Would Nightblood not immediately judge Yelignar as evil? Nightblood would go, and Yelignar would be in a little gemstone, and Nightblood would just go over. And break that gemstone apart. He rip Yelignar, done. They 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 <laughs> a gemstone can't use uh Nightblood. Like what? Is Yelignar gonna get swallowed? <laughs> Incredible. Okay, I, I, think- I think the fact that their powers are incompatible with each other is exactly why they might work. Because, <laughs> <No>! <laughs> because <laughs> Nightblood doesn't understand oh good evil and yell and destroys things or determines things are evil by who picks them up and who doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Yelignar can't pick him up himself. <laughs> so like it kind of escapes the whole duality question. And you know what? Like there is just so much Nightblood is inherently a curious individual mm-hmm. and there is so much to unpack and explore and uh, learn with Yelignar. I think oh, it's just boy. the mystery that keeps on giving. Um, just etern- like Nightblood's curiosity will never be sated, right? Um, also, Yelignar is one of the most powerful entities in the Cosmere that we've seen, like one of the more powerful ones. So he's one of the few that like wouldn't be super scared of Nightblood potentially, right? And I- because... Yeah, and I think the um, in some ways, they kind of the way their powers work are almost similar, and I think that would work well for them because you know both of them intend to help the people they're bonded with and grant them power, but ultimately end up unintentionally consuming them. And I think that you know there is, I think that similarity, you know, um, there is a little bit of that tension there of like which one will get cons like. Well, would one of them get consumed? Would one of them not get consumed by the other? But then it just ends up like working really well because, you know, they can bond over, you know, the people that they've tried to help, but then accidentally killed instead. Okay. And bond over and bond over the fact that they're both imitations or like recreations of something else that can came out, okay. came out stranger. Yeah. So. so- so we know that both of them are into bondage. Yes, that's true. But 
But and uh, clearly it would have to be a threesome because clearly in order for uh Nightblood to be picked up, Yelgnar needs to be consumed by someone. That's just a fact, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> see when I don't know where you're going with the I don't, you either. Side? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh but when this person picks side? up Nightblood. Do you think mm-hmm. Nightblood is just going to be satisfied consuming that poor human and or singer? Uh, their soul? No. Nightblood is going to consume Yalignar too. And it's going to be a very parasitic relationship. And that's just... N- it could never last. It, it, it fundamentally cannot last. It would love- fade so quickly because Nightblood is so hungry. And Yalignar could never satisfy that desire. <laughs> You know, sometimes the least permanent of relationships are the most beautiful. <laughs> like, it's something... These just a violent delights have violent ends. Yeah. Yeah, the, just a pleading... The shortest loves um, burn the brightest. Burn the brightest, exactly. And My, you know, also, we also don't know what their, like, cognitive aspects are. Like, you know, unmade are inherently, like, and spent inherently live more in the cognitive. And, you know... Maybe Nightblood's cognitive aspect is, you know, something a little bit different that actually could have a relationship without bringing, you know, someone else into it and could, um, you know, work better in that way. You know, they would want to have that relationship on, like, the in the realm that uh, works best for the two of them. You know, we're not, ne- they're not necessarily just the physical realm. And you know what? The person they're both bonded to could be their like on-call relationship counselor to help them work through. Who would immediately be killed? <laughs> when, like, it's like, welcome Instant to contact. this counseling session. 30 seconds later, it's like, I'm completely dead. I've been consumed <laughs> both ways. Then Yelgnar's dead. Uh, kills, uh, is killed by Nightblood and it's all dead. They're, they're just all you dead. Know- Enjoying so enjoying your meal with your partner is a very important part of healthy relationships. You need to just sit down and have a nice meal together and enjoy your their company. If you can't last longer than thirty seconds, <laughs> we off off re- uh, earlier we were talking off record on how not safe for work we can make this show. I oh, think we found our line. I think that's <laughs> our line right there. Worse. Right there. What I love is we found the line with the inanimate. <laughs> not- <laughs> inanimate forces of destruction. Yeah. Okay. My argument is. Yeah, I, I'm Night so Blood, curious, Alex, because you've just Night been Blood laughing. Is, I really have. Um, <laughs> Nightblood is too childish to have a romantic relationship. Mm. Even though he's been around, they, she, um, Nightblood is whatever you want. Right. Uh, you know, even even though they've been around for hundreds of years, you know, they obviously don't have a concept of time and they don't really grow and develop as a person. And I feel like that kind of self-awareness and, you know, ability to change and adapt to your partner and their needs and desires is a fundamental part of what makes a healthy relationship. And because Nightblood shows an inability to do that and an immaturity in their personality, it's just not responsible to ship them with anyone, especially not a weird crystal that gives you powers that we don't even know if it has a personality. (laughs) The end. (laughs) 
Okay. Um, I'm so curious what you're going to say. <laughs> Boy. Um, listen, while you guys were talking, I had to keep checking the document to see who was arguing what because it was not actually clear based on everyone. <laughs> I had to just keep double checking. I'm almost at the point of flipping a coin just because like... <laughs> <laughs> These are really great arguments. What do you got? And you kind of vote think... for someone who couldn't last even thirty seconds together. Like, come <laughs> on. You know what? Nightblood doesn't have a conception of time, so <laughs> time doesn't exist in the spiritual realm. Wow. This is this is this has been one of my favorite ones. I take it back. We can have romance. <laughs> yeah, I can ha- we can have romantics if it serves oh my, my argument. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, oh my gosh, I really I really can't this was so Gotta fun on both choice, sides. Shannon. Gotta I make know, choice. but I love both sides. <laughs> um I think what I'm gonna do is um I this is like this is like what I have to do is like I have to tell you guys I, I like ninety nine percent agree with, with all of y'all. <laughs> this is like you most of your points were not actually incompatible with whichever whichever way um but i have to i i have to say like um matt's story about like you know them bonding over being stranger versions of what they should have been was really cute and i was just like and then immediately like that scene popped into my head and i'm like oh i could actually see that that would be kind of cute and fun so that's the one percent that like kind of pushed oh, me over i think oh, wow. i think i have to go with four but it was so close you guys i'm just like i almost went to oh, go to like man. arcanum to see like oh my god could nightblood eat leo lignar i had i was almost at the point of going to there <laughs> that's, i also i really liked grace's oh, meal share yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this was probably the most funny one oh, for sure man. wow the, the, oh, yeah so far i feel like the best ones have been when shannon is judging because yeah. yeah. that was also the Odia Master one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, yes, yes. Oh, these yep. just amazing guys. Amazing work. I loved all of y'all. You guys are both winners in my book. Okay, so. Alex, okay. we're gonna judge. Lay it, lay it on me. N- no fooling, it- Alex. Renarin. No, uh, I told you not to do this. To and <laughs> are you ready, Alex? <laughs> You're already dead to me. I just, I already know. <laughs> Ashert Marn. Is what? that the what? Is that the heart of the revel? That's the is heart that of the that? revel, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'd like to wish a very good luck to Shannon and Matt, who are going to try to tell me why my darling boy would be great in a relationship with this malevolent force of hedonism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the stage is yours. <laughs> Renarin. <laughs> so Renarin wants things. Renarin wants things, and he has constantly in his life been told he can't have. Constantly, over and over again, for by the shape like his family, by a lethe society, by just like everyone around him, he's felt like he had to be one thing, and he never felt like he could act on what he ever wanted. <laughs> With a Shirtman, he would never have that problem ever again. A Shirtman is not like gluttony like it's it's about going for what you want that's that's what that's what was happening at the heart of the rebel people were going for what they wanted 
And I feel wants, like yeah. Renarin could really benefit from just someone like taking off some of those, uh, like, uh, what do you, what the, what's the word for that? I'm losing English. Layers. Boundaries? Like, yeah, um, boundaries. Restrictions. Yeah. Restraints. Yes. Self restraint. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. We're back yeah. to restraint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think like Renarin could really benefit from someone taking, like, you know, removing those kind of restraints and telling him it's okay to want. And to go for those things that he wants. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I also think I, I think that's a great point, Shannon. You know, like I think <laughs> Renrin is so controlled by the forces around him, and also <laughs> the noises that he's making. Martin's though, perspe- like from Ashert Martin's perspective, look at what Renrin has done with Gliss, this creature that was made. And convinced him he needed, he was going to betray everything he thought was important and that he was going to be killed by his own family. And, but Renarin is still able to see the light in Gliss. Just think about the light that Renarin could see in Arshartman. I really, totally I mean, agree. Is, it's I another really think... redemption story. Arshartman gives Renarin yeah. permission to and be I... Renarin fully yes. and unapologetically. And yes. Renarin. <laughs> Enable to Asher Marn to just be like, the lighter side and be I redeemed. genuinely agree with this because I really <laughs> feel like the pieces of Odium are not like actually beyond like beyond actual goodness. Like the pieces of him, like like there are pieces of that 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 do have like good intentions. Like, you know, otherwise we could never even be talking about the possibility of Gliss being, we could never talk about the possibility of Sha'an not being good. Because, <laughs> don't react yet. <laughs> don't react. And also, Renarin. Renarin. <laughs> I, I swear, Alex, I didn't pick, I did drag. not specifically pick Ashert Marn, the random number generator. I saw Renarin, and it was Ashert Marn, and that's what it was. Oh, I'm trying and to the, be very fair and seriously fair. consider this. And, and the other thing is, Renarin is someone, he said, like he sees the truth, right? He sees to the heart of the matters of anyone. He could see the good that's hidden within this otherwise unredeemable lump of disgusting, right? Renarin is the one who can see through that. And he doesn't just see the surface that other people see and reject. He sees through it. Yeah. He sees the truth within. Renarin is like the link. He is currently standing in the gap between like the, the forces of Odium that want to convert, that want to change. That's that's where he is right now. He's bonded to like a like a, a spren corrupted by Odium. He's like the one who who's best known to like what Ja'anat's gonna do. Like like he has that connection there. He is the one currently in the best position po- position possible to actually like reach out a hand and see if it's even true and, and and available and you just like if, if there was oh there was a way for it, like them to come to the light renarin is the one in the he's in the time and place to do it okay, he's I, the one with time place and powers to do it i have so many comments so <laughs> all right we we we, we put our again. best foot yeah. forward so. <laughs> you're a valiant effort very strong <laughs> okay 
I don't think Renarin would be attracted to a giant black beating heart, first of all. I would just like to point that out. I don't think Renarin would want to be near that where he would be in Orgy Fest. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's Renarin's game, okay? Like, I... Yeah. Renarin you know, needs love and support, and he does not need a mindless Hesse believes Ashertmarn to be one of the mindless unmade. Uh, yeah, Ashertmarn could never give uh, to Renarin what Renarin truly needs. Renarin deserves someone to just be fully devoted to only him, and Ashertmarn cannot that's true like just give him that devotion asher martin is too too much focusing on other people He's to ever poly. give one person the devotion the like fully their devote like devotion and that's that's what renarin deserves to have in a relationship renarin couldn't interact with asher martin on an intellectual level uh he could barely interact with him at all really other than the pure physical and you know physicality is great but you know Renarin really needs that kind of intellectual connection uh if he's gonna be happy and he needs someone who can see value in himself and Ashertmarn doesn't really see value in anything because Ashertmarn just uh makes everyone their plaything and only sees them as tools, and Renarin yeah. is not a tool. <laughs> Great. And, and I like to rephrase. I, you know, Ashertmarn is. You say mindless. Um, That's what so I don't said. think we can. We, just, we don't think we can ascribe motives though to him. Then, right? Oh yeah, that makes it better he's, because Ashertmarn can't broken. broken. Just saying, your argument and, is kind of like based on shaky legs here. Yeah, and it's, oh, okay. he's broken. And so just just picture this, okay? Let me <laughs> lay out a tableau for you. <laughs> so Ashertmarn, Ashertmarn, this like balbing, broken, tortured, in pain creature is just exploding out these feelings and these things that it doesn't even understand. It's just doing what it was kind of designed but not really intended to do. and It's hurting as it's doing it. Is there any evidence that Ashertmarn is in pain? The Knights Radiant uh, assemble and they come to... They they come to kill Ashertmarn, this beast of destruction. And as they get there, one by one, they're taken by Ashertmarn's influence and forced to do these depravities, except for Renarin. Renarin, who um, is always overwhelmed by everything around him and the stimulus and everything that's going on, is able to... He's better equipped to focus and, again, see to the heart with his truth watcher ways. And he steps through his worst nightmare, which is this crowd of people just doing everything imaginable. But he takes a deep breath and rises above it, walks through to the center, and Gliss, he starts, you know, glowing in the darkness. <laughs> and he reaches out a hand and touches Ashert <laughs> Marn, the beating heart, and he feels the heartbeat and says, I hurt too. <laughs> and, then, 
<laughs> true love, man. True see, love. You, know, you, you see that Asher Marin is hurting and lashing out. And you know, maybe that's true, but that doesn't change the facts of the matter that Asher Marin is a player and a liar. Asher Marin is luring <laughs> all of these people in. And, you know, um, and he. <laughs> can never just commit to like one person because there are so many people he just wants more and you know he he lures shalon in too and she reaches out and uh touches him but he was actually just deceiving her the whole time he was tricking her to put her into a bad situation he he has no remorse for any of these things i think i think renarin might try to do what you say matt but i think asher martin would just end up constantly hurting him and it would just be a toxic relationship asher and marn could never be fulfilled by renarin because no one could uh be fulfilled uh asher aren't marn they all could never... aren't some of them trying to change their natures isn't that what like one, isn't that what we're learning one. about so we know it's possible <laughs> But okay. Asher, Asher Martin has okay. shown. <laughs> You're making a valiant showing. I must say, I gotta call it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was enjoying your arguments very much. I was enjoying just watching Alex's face through this entire thing. That was. This is why this being on video. YouTube.com/slash user/slash seventeen shot. I tried really hard. I hate all of you. I tried really hard. This game. I hate this podcast. I hate the Cosmere. <laughs> Um, uh, I can't believe this, but I gotta give it to the four. <laughs> and here's the thing: it was the the the, the face off where everybody is like overwhelmed, and that's Renarin's superpower. I'm like, that's very lapis lazuli in the final showdown, Steven Universe, yeah. and I love that moment. And I love the idea of Renarin as like the unmade redeemer who also maybe does need to learn to <laughs> indulge his own wishes sometimes. Matt is too good at this fine, game. Fine, fine. Uh-huh. Matt is- has this ability to just say the most insane statements. <laughs> <laughs> straight face. He, like, he comes up with the fanfic and sells it and you're like, you know what? I would read that fanfic. I, I would. That saying, sounds incredible. I, I'm just saying every time, every time I didn't judge, I won. So... Yeah, and I will say I had no clue what I was gonna do for that one because I was like, "There's no way." And then Shannon started talking, and I had I'm just my like, argument. Okay. I had my argument immediately. I yeah, was, and, I knew. and y'all, and you got it. the you got Shannon got the the wheels um, moving for me, and then I was like, "Okay, we can <laughs> we can work we're, this. All, we're all a good team." Here. I was definitely enjoying your arguments too much to want to interrupt and argue against and it's, it. It's really oh, true, though. No. Like it was, it was positively cool. hilarious. I, I think we knew we had an uphill battle, so we were just like, we cannot like we can't let, let the momentum fall. Momentum we go. have to believe. We have to. Believe. We I have like, to believe. Like how much personality we ascribe to Asher Mars. Like, like I would just like to point out that Kelsier and Ruin were ripped and Renarin and Asher Marn were shipped in this show today. I would just like to point that out here. That is like, oh, okay, that's where we're going with this. uh, People bring out their A-game, man, when it's a tough ship to fight again. (laughs) 
I, I don't have an A game on this show, Alex. <laughs> I, I, I have a C game at best. I'm feeling, like, I'm feeling just like extremely vindicated is not the right word, but I feel very like validated. Validated. Yeah, the V words. Victorious. <laughs> vindicated. Validated. Just uh, mini VD Vici. Yeah. I did conquer, didn't I? <laughs> you did. You did. I, I, I feel like Shannon and I also really played to Alex's like. <laughs> That's true. Y'all like understand. I was, I was trying to with like Asher Martin as a player and Renarin deserves someone better, <laughs> yeah. but I think it was just like too little, too late. Like, <laughs> like it's, uh, it's hard as against because when you create the fanfic with four, like you can't make the anti-fanfic really. Like, like you've already done the ship as the fanfic. You, you, you really could, but basically that's what fanfiction is. It's basically just. A what it it is basically just like a what really if. powerful argument for mm-hmm. would these people work? And then usually, if you take the time and the energy, and like you, and if you put the steps in along the way, you know, like then that if you that then you make the reader believe it. That's all it is. That's, I love fan fiction, guys. It's <laughs> just I, I think we had an excellent cast, except for me. You were hilarious. I loved it. Oh, it was, I'm glad. Work. It was great. Yeah. I Listeners can uh, link their link their fanfics that this inspired if, in the comments. You, I would read all of these, like write some <laughs> yes. of these fanfictions, make these real. Ashravan Redeemingodium, like, I need that. <laughs> yeah, like these, like these were jokes, but listen, like as soon as you start talking about it and arguing for it, we like really start to care about it. This is not meant to make fun of ships. Like we are big Absolutely ships. We, not. we love this kind Obviously. of stuff. Like this is <laughs> we get good at it by just shipping characters. And I know as someone who does like enjoy shipping and stuff, there's always like, I definitely have had several moments where I'm like, I'm going to think up the silliest, craziest crack ship ever. And it's just going to be hilarious because it would never work. And then like, as soon as you've thought about it for five minutes, you're like, wait, actually, yeah. oh, I can make no. it work. Can, actually, yeah. I am. I'm can can, actually you, can oh, you think no. that you've made a pairing weirder than Renarin and Ashert Marn though, Alex? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Usually they're just like morally terrible. So that's a whole yeah. different story. <laughs> wow. I can't like stop laughing. That was so funny. Oh, I hope you enjoyed this, guys, because that was hilarious. Do we want to pick our favorite ship, each of us, mm-hmm. out of all of the ones that were argued for? Ooh, which one? Okay. Which would have helped favorite. if. If we would have written them all down, um, <laughs> I mean, which which one made an impact on I, you? I I wrote I didn't I, I might have missed some because I but I was writing most of them. So we had Vin and Ballot, uh, Ham and Teravangian, Zed <laughs> and Zane, uh, Odium and Ashravan, Kenton and the Stormfather, oh Sil and Morassi, Steris yeah. yeah. and Sadius. Uh, Nightblood and Yelignar, <laughs> and then Renarin and Ashert Martin. Martin. And I think that's all of them. <sighs> yep. God, I think Renarin and Ashert Martin was just so hilarious. <laughs> that was such a. I, I, that was so passionate. I think. I was, oh, passionate. <laughs> uh, I, I'm too emotionally furious at that one, and I'm yeah. still really into Evil Queen Steris. So I am too, Alex. That was incredible. I can see it, guys. 
Like no. Steris just needs the, the right push yeah. and the right person who's supportive of. of her. I don't think Sadius is the right person for evil Queen Steris, but someone yeah. could push her to be Idle, an that's evil a queen. Fine result. Yeah. Wearing sweet leather and just like having a crown <laughs> on her head and just like exactly organizing the world how she wants. There's definitely, um, I know Shannon knows about this because I think Shannon might have shown me this, but there's a oh. comic about Zelda getting roped into a political yeah. marriage with Ganondorf. And I'm like, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. That. As a awesome. ship. Um, it's a great comic. It's, I think the most. Sterling. For me, the most like authentically shippable and like, oh yeah, that would totally be a thing. And also characters I could see Brandon potentially putting together, maybe. <laughs> um, probably not, but because of but like Sil and Marassi, I think yes. actually like the chemistry and those Very are the type wholesome. of people yeah. Brandon tends to put together. So like yeah. it's, that's a Brandon romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was surprised how much I love Stormfather and Kenton. Right? It's really fun, too. Right? Oh, it was a good time. Oh, oh wow. now I feel like I have to give a different answer for the for the fist. Uh, no, you, was my... you just okay. need, You just need to believe in your heart of hearts, in the heart of the rebel. What you I think I, I think I enjoyed arguing the Renarin Reshirtmarn one the best, but I don't think that was the one that was my favorite, like, impactful one. Um, Oh man, I want to. I'm just thinking about my victories here. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> all of them, you mean? <laughs> Except when I judged. Um, yeah, and then you couldn't come to a decision. So. <laughs> I did come to a decision, but it was yeah. just a very difficult one. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I really liked the Odium Ashravan one. Like that was a really <laughs> that was really fun to judge. That was just like that was really fun places. Oh, that yeah. was a good one. I think I think then uh, Yellingthorn Nightblood was really fun to argue oh, as well. Yes. Oh boy, <laughs> that went so many places. <laughs> it went in all the places. Oh, all the places goodness. those crystals can go. No, yeah. <laughs> don't. No, we're shut it down. No, let's we're done. go. We're done here. I think we are done yeah. for this part. But you know what? After this long game show. You know what you need? You need a game show segment, and it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tien. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. All right, yeah. so listeners, this is how the game is played. You send an email to WTCC at 17shard.com with five clues in the character they res- correspond to. I read each clue aloud, and after each clue, our contestants have a chance to guess who's that Cosmere character. You're so Let's good begin. at saying that, Grace. <laughs> have a lot of practice. Yeah. This first one, Master K. Bob. Clue one, this character is human. Mm-hmm. Helpful. Renarin. <laughs> It's not Renarin. Don't steal that from me. <laughs> would, you, would you have flipped if it was? Yeah. Just, you know, it... take my laptop and just toss it. <sighs> Is it... Steris. Can... the topic. <laughs> All I can think of is people who are on, like, yeah, characters that we, we shipped here. All the shipped people. Oh, oh, ship I'm, I'm just thinking of that one when it was human. 
remember? Yeah, I'm just sort of like, do I say human done. or do I not? Yeah. Yeah. This, this this character is human. There you go. Yeah, I'll cross human. it off. Yeah, is it human? Before. It is not human. Okay. Um, is it is it Seth? It is not Seth. This character has no extra investiture beyond like their innate investiture. Oh, basically, that like they're, they're, feels they're, like they're a Nolfian, just the way that it's worded. Uh, I don't think that has to be like that. Could just that just means they don't have like magical powers. Yeah, I feel like this character has like no magical powers. Is probably the better. Way is of it? Saying. Is it Doxin? It is not Doxin. <sighs> is, is it, it... <laughs> Marassi? Does she have powers? She does. She's an alamancer. She does. What? Yeah. When did that happen? She burns cows. She has, she's got. She's like birth. It's the. Oh like, wait, no, I knew that the fasting. Yeah, there. I know that that was still my guess though, so it's all. Too I'm it gonna go with Reen. It is not Reen. Is it? I had a good one, and now I. I mean, not a good one because we have like two very vague clues. Uh, is it Tin? This is not con, tin. Con woman tin. Okay. Okay. This character has traveled extensively. Risen? Traveled extensively. not risen. Uh, Naz? Is it, it Naz? It is not Naz. I was saying it was It is not Marais. He might have magical powers. He might. We don't know. We don't know for sure. He hasn't displayed any magical powers yet. No. Is it? Is it? Oh my god! I'm so bad at this game. Um, <laughs> is it? No. Investiture. No Hadan. <laughs> oh, no. Is it he no Hadan? He was a no. It is not no Hadan. Was Clue he? Four. Yeah. yeah. Clue four. This character is not a world hopper. Oh. I feel like they were because it just was be too obvious. Oh, we have such a small world pool. Hopper. We have such a small pool of world hoppers. I feel like that leans heavily toward Roshar. It does. So who is well is traveled it on Roshar? Sigzel. It is not Sigzel. Oh no no no. Sigzel's a yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. I, is yeah it, he, he becomes uh, a squire. I think I'm saying the right name. Uh is it Vistim? The merchant? Is that's, that's is that, that was my guess. Oh, I'm gonna be. It serious. is Vistim. Ah, hey! screw you, Matt. Oh. Nice. Five, if was only I remembered his name. I'm like, oh, it's Risen's guy. Clue ah! <laughs> five was uh, this character has had an apprentice. I'm genuinely upset by that one. Because <laughs> I was like, Risen. Good. Rapsk. Mm. <laughs> I, I switched. So uh, traveled extensively was before World Toppers. So you guys. Yeah, guess. that's that's a good switch. Yeah. yeah. No. This next one was sent in by Gavin Morrison. Oh, hi, Gavin. He does. Hello. Clue one: This character fought in an army. Tien. <laughs> not Tien. Rock. It's not Rock. Is it Taleb? It is not Taleb. Uh, Ham. It's not Ham. Hmm. Clue two. This character did not trust his friends. Hmm. Hmm. 
feels very characterizing, but now I have to think of who it could possibly be that fits that. Ah, Relaine. It's not Relaine. It's like his friend got brainwashed. Is it, is it Eshenai? <laughs> it is not Eshenai. Same hat. Same hat. <laughs> is it Sadeus? It is not Sadeus. Is it Yeden? It is not Yeden. That's definitely not how I say his name. Yeden. I said Yeden. Yeden. <laughs> I don't feel strongly on that one. <laughs> not worth the pronunciation. Count. Not, no. not worth. No. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I agree. Clue three. This character has seen a rare type of investiture. A rare type? What's rare? Rare cards. Did we get specifically this, this does not trust his friends? Yes. Or their friends? Well, okay. it says his. This, this original clue said has seen pure investiture, but I find that phrase meaningless, so I'm... Is it... I think, I think the phrase pure investiture. Is it... Kind of. No, that doesn't make sense. Is it Kelsier? It's not Kelsier. Is it Dalinar? It's not Dalinar. What was the first clue? Fought in, fought, in, fought in an army. Fought in an army. Fought in an army. Doesn't trust friends. Rare investiture. The investiture was not well done. Fully <laughs> undercut. I prefer my um, investiture medium rare, personally, <laughs> medium rather rare. than rare. <sighs> Ah. I'm so stumped. I yeah, I think I got to pass. I can't think of anything. Oh wait, no, I'm going to guess Ellen. It is not Ellen. Uh I'll go Cayman. I'll go Cayman. No. Okay. Okay. Clue 4. This character is educated but cannot read. Maybe a man. A lucky man. Oh, that's true. Is it is it Sabario? It is not Sabariel. Is this the final clue? There's no, there's four. one more. Oh my goodness. This is a tough one. Is it Adolin? It is not Adolin. No, oh, untrustworthy friends. That's a good one. Yeah. <sighs> doesn't trust friends. God. Type of investiture. That's so weird. I know. Oh, All of yeah. these are very that specific. One. And I'm having how much yelling do you think less. You're do? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I actually I actually don't anticipate that much like anger when you hear the person. Hmm. I think these clues all Galadon? It's not Galadon. I'm guessing an Elantris character, but oh, here wow. we are. Because didn't he see the shard pool? That's oh, a weird, yeah. uh-huh. pure, rare form of investiture. Yeah, uh-huh. That was good. That Gal- was good. Galadon He's... could read, though. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. yeah that's oh, that's right. true. Roshar is educated. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I'll say yeah. that the the original says pure. I don't actually. They, that might not necessarily be referring to the same thing that I switched it to refer to. Mm. There might be some disputation on that. Pure is a weird word. 
yeah, it's a mm-hmm. weird word, so I didn't like it, and so I... I'm gonna say felt. It is not felt. Clue five. <laughs> this character, part of a secret organization. <laughs> is it is Moash? It... It's not Moash. Raise. Is it... Who guessed Maurice? I heard Maurice. It was not Maurice. It, is you it Gavilar? Me. It is Gavilar. Oh, <laughs> with, with the with the black seers. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Oh, I, 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 after my last guess, I was like, yeah. maybe it's Gavilar. Okay. And so yeah. nice. Dang, Dang Matt sweeping it. Sweeping this entire episode. I usually don't. Ooh. So it's nicely yeah. done. Wow. Excellent. That was a good hard set of clues. Yeah, yeah it like, was. It was. That was good. <laughs> the, I guess the not trusting the friends is because he didn't like tell anyone what he was up to. Is that yeah, kind of? It's. I think it's referring society? to his specifically he, when he was killed. He asked Seth yeah. who did it, and he lists off like Sadius, Stadikar, oh, Restoris. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, Stadikar. His was friends not his are friends, his first but, murder suspects. But yeah. Yeah. stairs. Yeah, he didn't actually believe that it was Rostaris. Just suspect. Uh, just was like, I can't think of anyone. Anyway, mm-hmm. we hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on 17shard.com for all your news, discussion, <laughs> theories, and fun that you could ever hope for. Lots of fun like this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes. Support us on Patreon. And we will see you all next time. Let us know after we should do this again. It was fun. Oh, Did yes. you guys like this? We yes. want to do this again. So cool, it's cool, fun new well. format. I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Vote whether you would have shipped or ripped below. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. And your yeah. arguments. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yell at us yes. that we uh, judged incorrectly. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> the judging was the, like, hard. Oh, it was hard to judge. It was hard to judge. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.